Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Spain, And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. We find questions one of two places, either lurking online or lurking in the dark recesses of your mind when you send them to us. And we answer them right here every Monday. And sometimes in person. Sometimes in person. Like this Thursday, as of this release. Uh, March... Wow. Thursday, the 16th, Thursday, March, March. Thursday, 16th. Okay. Hey, all the information you need is there. I just got a little creative in the syntax in which I put it. 7.30. Free. Cocktails. Food. Black Sheep Cocktail Lounge. Food. Friends. Good people. Toronto. We're almost sold out. Toronto. We're almost sold out. But you know what? We got fucking standing room. And last time people were too scared to use the standing room and it was still rad. Imagine how much fun it would be with that little standy crowd. So be be the standing crowd you want to see in the world. It's true. Now, are you ready for questions? I think I'm ready for a question. This is by Throw RA Julia and Julia. My boyfriend says I'm fishing for compliments by cooking for people and therefore using a grieving friend. Whoa. Hmm? That was, I just wasn't expecting that last part of the question. Oh, yeah. Me too. He's 24. We've been together for two years and living together for two months. I love to cook. I always wanted to be a chef, but I was dissuaded from that path, and I work in HR. But I love to cook, and especially cook things for people I love. It's kind of selfish because I love it when people tell me they like my cooking. Not going to lie, I thrive on that validation, so I jump at the chance to cook for people. When my girlfriend's father's passed away recently, I offered to cook her some meals so she didn't have to worry about cooking and focus on herself. I made her a lasagna, shepherd's pie, stuffed shells, and some chicken noodle soup. It's pretty much cooking for an entire day, but she has enough food to last her at least a week, probably more, and she can just toss it in the oven and not have to stress about cooking and cleanup. I packed it all up and personally delivered it to her doorstep. Boyfriend was kind of weirded out and finally admitted to me he thinks it's weird that I crave validation so much I would use my friend's father's death to get compliments. I was super confused. Do I love when people compliment my cooking? Yes, but it's also how I show care. He also pointed out I always offer to cook when we have people over, and I'm constantly fishing for compliments by doing so. Again, yes, I love when people like my cooking, but I also just enjoy cooking for the people I love. Am I the weird one here? How can I change this? Should I stop cooking for people? I don't think it's wrong necessarily to do something that you love to do and do things that you want to do and also want to be validated from those things. I think that's a pretty normal thing. For example, cooking is something I also like to do. And if I make someone a meal, and they didn't say anything about the quality or how much they enjoyed it, I would be pretty bummed out. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you'd get over it. You know what I mean? Like, especially if, say, they just had a death in their family. Oh, for sure. But you know? it doesn't like, seem like this person is... It doesn't seem like, oh, I made them dinner and they didn't compliment me and I hate them now for it. No, what I'm saying is, like, there's... What you're saying is very normal. And it's like, unless that is also the case... Like, it would be weirder if you were like, oh, I made I made them dinner and I fucking hate it when they said they liked it. Fucking hated it. Yeah. Like, you're not doing it. Also, making people food when there's is pretty much a standard thing. Like, that's a very, it's almost the cliche of how to help someone. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it because it's a great fucking lovely thing to do. And your boyfriend fucking sucks. 
the only like the caveat here is we're getting it from her point of view. So I don't know what she does when she like, are you inviting people over to your house frequently when you're not feeling well so that you can feed them? And then like, do you get weird if they don't fawn over your food? Like, mm-hmm. How much does it affect you? And if it doesn't happen, do you take it out on other people? Like I like that's the only thing. But if you're just making food and you like the validation of people saying, hey, you're a good cook. It's like when I go to karaoke, I love to hear, hey, you did a great sure. job. It's for not sure. like I'm I'm only there and only doing it for the validation. Also, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to do nice things to feel good about yourself. If that's the way that you sort of ego boost yourself, I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. Yeah, if a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, when I invite you over and make you delicious food, yeah, I did it because I really like when you say, it's great. Okay, cool. Keep doing it. Like, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, unless, as Dane said, there's some kind of like darker undercurrent where like almost like sex addiction where like you're seeking this in ways that are harmful to you and others and like you're neurotic about it or like. You know, on the flip side, if you don't get that validation, you become like evil you or to take it further, you killed the dad just so you could bring this food over yeah. to just get that sweet validation. You know, there's nothing wrong with this whatsoever. And your boyfriend is, if none of these things are happening, a piece of shit because he's trying to guilt you for doing something that's very kind. And he's also trying to like suck the joy out of a thing you love doing, which is very kind. Yeah, I mean, there's no difference in like if he you know, is a fucking tongue wizard and makes you come during oral sex. Is it like, are you going to be like, Oh, you only do that for validation. Cause I say you're so good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, is that like, what's, what's different than like, cause I love making my partners feel very good. Mm-hmm. I also love to hear that I've done that. So uh-huh. it's like, I, that's honestly like, isn't that why we, I'm sure maybe a psychiatrist can tell me that like, I'm barking up the wrong tree or whatever, because I'm not a professional. But isn't that why we do pretty much anything that we like is mm-hmm. to make it it's to make us feel good. And again, as long as it's not manipulative or, you know, you actually hate doing Murder. it, but you're doing it to to fill a void. I think that can be problematic. But if it's something you like to do and you like caring that you're good at it and that makes you feel good, I think that is just living. Yeah, for real, like. It, again, if there isn't some kind of twisted undercurrent here, your boyfriend's being really manipulative and he's trying to like bring you down for some reason. I don't like it. That's yeah. that. Like cook for your fucking friends. Help your grieving friend. These are all good things. It doesn't get negated because you enjoy the fact that someone enjoyed it. Yeah, just tell your boyfriend he's on his own for meals now. Just be like, okay, that's fine. If like if it weirds you out, you don't have to eat it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You can make your own dinners now. Kill his dad and don't make him dinner. See how exactly. he feels. Kill him. Don't, don't make do his dad dinner. Ooh, well, do make his dad dinner. Sleep with his Ooh. dad. That'll show him. That'll show him. Don't do any of these. Our lawyers are telling me I have to point out this is a joke. This is the part of the show where we pretend that we give bad advice. I wonder if we could be charged with the amount of times we have suggested to kill someone. <laughs> uh, you'll see in episodes one through 230 there's about a three murders per 10 episodes average. Well, if there's like a serial killer out there who every time we say that does do it. I'd feel 
terrible. But as long as I don't know about it, I feel fine. Uh, this is I just from, feel terrible for the fact that they can't take a fucking joke. I feel bad that they can't take a life without us telling them to. <laughs> yeah. Learn to murder on your... No, okay. <laughs> the lawyers, please. Uh, my lawyer is... I locked him outside and he's like biting his way through the door. Like some kind of bored husky. This is from a part pineapple. Oh, he's in. Oh, no. Litigation. That's what lawyers sound like. Objection. Uh, this is a part pineapple. Can't have sex without alcohol. So it seems like nothing happens if I don't drink. It's like liquid courage to make me in the mood and make the first move. But also sometimes even then nothing happens. Lately, haven't been drinking says much, so now my sex life is next to nothing. I wish I had more details. Yeah. I assume, like, are they saying they can't get it up? Is it a guy? Is it a girl? I don't know. Or is it just like, if you don't go out and drink, you don't have the confidence to approach people? Or like... Is it because you don't want to have sex unless you're drunk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, well, let's go through them all. Yeah. Uh, if it is the fact that you aren't confident uh, enough to meet people when you're sober, like, welcome to everybody in a way, because, like, that's kind of why people drink, for confidence, for social lubricant. Um, I think a lot of people really enjoy that when they start, and, like, for a lot of people, it then becomes a crutch, and it's like, the more you go out and only drink the less able you are to go out and not drink and still maintain that level of like confidence and like chattiness and socialness. And it takes practice, you know, it takes practice. It takes, Dane has mentioned it before, maybe not on this, definitely on this podcast on both take an improv class. If that's the case, if you're Mm -hmm. so uh, like, you know, insecure. And again, I get it. We've all been there. Uh, Take an improv class, learn to be more confident and more spontaneous and, chat better and that'll help in that regard if it's like you can't get it up or feel aroused uh that is gonna be like a different issue and again i think it stems from lack of confidence and i think practice will help but maybe seeing a sex therapist or a therapist a a mental health professional would probably help you with that because anytime there's a uh really there's like two reasons why arousal won't happen there's usually like a medical reason or a physical reason or Mm -hmm. a mental block Uh, it could be repression it could be uh, past trauma it could be nerves stress like any number of reasons as to why you might not be aroused in the moments in which you should be aroused Mm -hmm. and it could be it might not even be a a blanket issue it could be with certain people because of nerves or you know whatever so relying on alcohol ends up getting you into a slippery slope of addiction or of reliance. And the Mm -hmm. second you start needing to rely on a substance to achieve something that you uh, should be able to do normally, or, you know, I'm not saying like there is obviously medication for arousal, things like Viagra and, and stuff like that. Those are fine as long as they're being used responsibly and prescribed by a doctor and so on and so forth. But more of like, if you start training your brain that like, Oh, I can only get hard or I like I can only have sex when I'm drunk. Start you condition yourself to believe that. And yeah, if it's not already a problem, the more you feel that that's the only way you can do it, the more it's going to become a problem. Yeah. Um all right, if it's that you don't feel like you want to have sex, then you probably shouldn't be having sex. Or once again, it's you know, very similar mm, or to some the way- kind of like block, right? Yeah. Very similar in the way that I used to uh, be very, very scared of dancing. I just was not something I wanted to do ever. But the second I got drunk, it's all I wanted to do. 
I just wanted to dance. And I was like, okay, maybe there's a correlation here of being like, I do want to dance. I'm just very nervous about it. I'm very shy about it. So maybe I should try to figure out, try to break out of my shell and enjoy dancing sober. And that was something that I, I worked on for a while. Could be something similar in the sense of like, you want to have sex, but there are mental blocks in the way mm-hmm. and the alcohol helps knock those those walls down temporarily. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it could be that the only time you're around people is like, let's say you're at a bar or a party and there's alcohol there. So if you're not drinking, you're not going to these parties, you're not going to these bars. And all of a sudden, where are the people at? So in that case, join a club, go do a kickboxing class, go start rock climbing, go to an improv class, like do clay, whatever, like do something that'll take you into environments where you're not drinking and you'll meet other people. And I think we've covered most of the reasons this could be. Yeah, I do also want to, you brought it up in the sense of like, it might also not be as dire or weird as you might think it is, because it might be one of those things where it's just like, oh, the only time I hook up is when I when I go out and like be social. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, same thing with like, oh, I went and got drinks with someone on a date and then we went home back to their place and we hooked up. I think it's like as long as you're not getting like a blackout. But if you just have a couple drinks and get a get a little loose, I think that's that's kind of normal. I think it's pretty, pretty common yeah. for to have a couple drinks before, especially if you're dating, like to go on a date. And have a couple drinks on that date is is kind of like what you do. Yeah, I think like unless you have a different like if you have a problematic relationship with alcohol or you just don't want to drink. It's like if you're having drinks every now and then that's happening, that's fine. But if you have an issue doing it sober and you want to, then I think look into what we're uh, we prescribed. Yeah, like pod doctors. And again, it's mostly practice. I'd love to know the ages as well. I'd love to know a lot of things, but like it comes down to confidence, practice, and like if it's an extraneous and extenuating circumstance, uh, go see a professional. This is by Throw RA Extension. My girlfriend likes to feel small by being picked up. I don't know if telling her the work to do that will make her feel insecure or be sweet. Should I tell her? She's 6'1". I'm 6'4". We're both pretty tall, and one thing she mentioned is she likes feeling small with her partner. Earlier in our relationship, I tried picking her up and other stuff I've done with exes who are smaller, and I couldn't do it. I've always been fit and athletic, regularly work out, but at her height, it ain't easy picking her up. So for the past six months when I hit the gym, I've been doing it with the goal of being able to pick her up and toss her around a bit. Now that I'm confident I can, when I do it, I'm sure she'll ask me where this came from. I don't know if I should mention the time I spent training for her, or if that'll just make her feel self-conscious about her size. For background, she is fit but tall. So she's inevitably heavier than the average gal, and I know she had insecurities about it when she was younger. I know a small part of that is still in the back of her mind, even though I always tell her how attractive I find her and her long legs. Heavier women, how would you feel about this, and would you rather know or not? I don't think there's any real benefit to saying, hey, I'm going to the gym to lift you. I feel like, especially with the knowledge and the background that she used to have insecurities about her size and her weight... I don't think hearing I needed to do extra special work in order to do it Mm -hmm. is necessarily a good idea. Yeah. I feel like you want the validation. You want like our cooking friend. You want her to be like, hey, you put in the work. Good job. You know, because you put in effort. You did this for her. It's sweet. You want the reward of being seen. But I think what you're going to do instead is take away 
from what you're working towards. So what I think you need to do is tuck that special secret good job, because you know you've done a good job. Look at you. You can do it now. Tuck that into your own little heart and know it yourself, but don't need anyone else to tell you. In fact, I'll tell you. Good job. Go you. You're going to get that validation, not in a yes. direct way. Exactly. In the way, in, in her pleasure and happiness of you being able to do it is you being like, I did it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she won't say, oh, wow, you went to the gym to work out for me, to lift me. That's really cool and really nice. You will know that all of those things are true when you, you know, heave her over your shoulder and she giggles and she loves it. That's yeah. that's where you get your validation. 100%. So, like, took away the need for that. Know that you did a good job for that yourself and relish bask in the glow of when she tells you in a different way. Because yeah. the danger of you trying to spell it out is that you say, hey, you're heavy and big and I had to make a special project to let, you know, that's not great. No, no, not at all. And, and like, regardless of, yes, should you be able to tell your partner something factually true and not in like malicious at all? Like, I, it is a sweet gesture for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I think, you know, by mentioning that she does have these past insecurities, I think, you know, that this is a bad mm-hmm. idea. Right. Like, you know, it's not a good idea. And if you're unsure if something you were about to say is going to hurt someone without any sort of real reason to do it, then don't do it. Like, obviously, that's the thing. It's like it could go well, but like, why risk it? Like, even if it just takes a little bit of the joy out of it, why? Why risk it? You could set up something in the future of being like, she may never mention this again. This this like very cute thing that she enjoys might be taken away from her because she might be too self conscious to bring it up in the future, being like, oh, I like feeling small, but I'm too big, and it'll never happen, right? Like that. Yeah. The i the the possibility of that happening should be enough for you to be like, you know what? Not worth it. I'm just going to let her live in her world where she wants to be small, which is like, it's just so cute. It's the yeah. cutest fucking thing. And I love that you've gone out of your way to make it happen. Fucking hell yeah. Go enjoy. Pick her up. Bring her to bed. Have fun. I think that's a, it's a valuable lesson to, to sort of like really think and be like, is this necessary to say? And if it's not yeah. necessary and there is a potential for them to be hurt by it, then I think it's better off to not say it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there are circumstances where you do need to be, you know, have to sort of rip the bandaid off on certain topics. And by all means, like if you have to break up with someone, it's like obviously they're going to be hurt by that. Mm -hmm. But you're you know, you have to do it. Those are things. Those are circumstances where, yes, someone might get hurt, but you need to say it. Whereas this is someone might get hurt and you don't need to say it. Yeah, this is not one of those moments. This is from Chicken Chicken Doodle. How do I stay safe when finding fuck buddies? Hi. Female 19-year-old, new to the world of sex. I'm still a virgin, but I realize I get horny quite often. I, thus, am looking for fuck buddies and thought of going on dating apps like Tinder, but I'm reluctant to do that because I'm scared I'll get an STD. I'm into being eaten out, etc., so condoms won't really help with that if the dude has a cold sore or something. I could get herpes. Also, I don't know how safe it is to fuck a random guy. What if he gets more rough than I want and doesn't respect my boundaries? Any tips on how to stay safe? Also, how y'all find fuck buddies in general? Is it okay to ask for an STD test before fucking LOL? Any tips on protection I should know? Thanks. Well, we've I think we've covered pretty much all this before, but you can never say it too many times. So let's start with the basics. Don't expect the guy to have protection. So make sure you have condoms on hand, no matter what. Don't feel weird about it. Don't think that they're going to call you whatever, because if they do, don't fuck them. Yeah. Two. Have boundaries and stick to them. 
if someone's like, oh, no, but like, oh, it feels better without it. Just no. Again, they can put a condom on or they can leave. Yeah. And they, honestly, if they if they're trying that with you, maybe they should just leave. And you know what? I think we're I think we're skipping a lot of steps. I yeah, there's, it's there's a bunch, but I'm talking protection in general. Like these are also basics at the same time. And they're very clear cut. So there's no harm. Oh, I know. You I just start? want to start with the finding. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. I think I think you seem to think that just because you want to have casual sex or find a fuck buddy that there's no vetting process at all. Well, yes, but I was going to get to that. But the thing is, for me, it's like those are very easy steps. We can just be like, boom, in, out, done, have protection, stick to yeah, your boundaries. Sure. And then we talk to the more nebulous stuff, which is safety, finding people. Blah, blah, blah. And what you point out is very important, a vetting process. You don't just go, hey, I'm 19, I'm a virgin, I saw your face on an app, come to my house, and we're going to fuck. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I mean, like, it could work out, and I'm sure it has worked out. It at could, some point but in time. it is also a recipe for disaster. But it's it's not a great plan. So here here are some things that I would suggest. Apps are great. As, as a woman, I think you will have no problem finding people who want to just have sex. Yep. I think you also find a ton of people that you shouldn't be having sex with. Yep. Uh, to answer some of your questions, it's 100% okay to ask for STD tests before you start sleeping with a partner. Yep. It is completely normal. It's also completely normal to ask for like frequent or periodic STD checks, even if you've been mm-hmm. sleeping with the same person for a while. There is, mm-hmm. especially if, if you're not like exclusive. Yeah. And if they get weird about it, and if they don't want to do it, then be like, okay, great. I I don't feel comfortable sleeping with you anymore mm-hmm. because I, I want to I want to make sure that we're being safe. I want to be safe for myself. I want to be safe for you. I want to be safe for other people that we may be sleeping with. Yep. Great. So, yes, you 100% can ask for STD, STD checks. And paper swapping is a, a very common uh, thing to do within mm-hmm. the casual sex environment. So cool. It's great that you're thinking about it in terms of apps and like just grabbing a random dude. Don't do it just because you're having casual sex doesn't mean that it has to be detached from any sort of like you should like that person 100%. one way or the other. That's the thing I was going to say is like your first date and your first time meeting a potential fuck buddy should pretty much go the same, right? You should go. You should meet them for drinks or coffee or whatever. Talk to them, vet them like you don't want to invite them to your house, because as you said, with a random guy, it's kind of it could be unsafe. The potential for danger is there. And as Dane said, you want to like this person just because you're fucking them doesn't mean you have to hate them. So you go out, you meet somebody, you see how you vibe with them and you see if you want to sleep with them and you don't even have to sleep with them that first time. You can do it as quickly or as not quickly as you want, but meeting them in a public place and getting like an idea of who they are essential you can also set the tone of the relationship early on too like if you're willing to talk about you know your sexual boundaries or whatever obviously don't do it in a clinical way but if you're happy to like lay out what you're looking for it sets the tone of being like i'm going to be open and honest about this and i'm going to be communicative about this Mm -hmm. and if someone gets spooked by that yeah that might not be the partner for you and it probably isn't the partner for you when you're young and horny you can also be dumb you can still be dumb when you're old and horny but, like, just because you can fuck someone doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just because they're hot doesn't mean you should. Because, you know, you don't want to trade your happiness in any way. So, like, just try to weed out people who are red flags. 
again, you're a girl on a dating app. You shouldn't have any difficulties. So it's like you don't need to take everything that comes your way. Take what you want. And then be picky about that list as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, be picky the whole way through because it is. I know you're 19. You know, you're a virgin. I know you're probably looking to experience a bunch of things. Be picky. You will be so much happier with a, you know, a, a handful of incredible sexual experiences than like a dumpster fire of mostly bad sexual experiences because that also could ruin potential sexual experiences and partners in the future if you become jaded or bitter or Mm -hmm. you know become expect certain things or yeah yeah like it's 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 a really slippery slope into falling into the you know all men are garbage all men are trash all men just want sex it's like yeah but (laughs) There are dudes out there who are happy to be communicative, who are happy to give you STD mm-hmm. checks, who are happy to, you know, respect your boundaries. Like those all exist. You just have to sort of put in a little bit of extra work and not expect people to be falling at your feet ready to do what you want. Yeah, I think like dip out when you see red flags and like by being picky, I don't mean being an asshole. You know what I mean? Not like, oh, they're not 512 or 511, whatever, six foot. no. That's me being picky. It's like, that's superficial shit. And by all means, go for what you want. But like, don't be picky in a shit way. Be picky in a, oh, this guy's pretty hot, but he's a piece of shit and he won't get the STD test. And like, he keeps trying to take the condom off and blah, blah, blah. It's like, don't sleep with that person. I think a very important thing to learn is that it doesn't matter if you say, hey, let's go over to mine and have sex. If you get to yours and feel like you don't want to have sex, you do not have to have sex doesn't matter at what point you want to. You can revoke consent at any time. And make sure that your consent is concise and clear as well. Yeah. Don't make people work for it. Don't think that that is like, don't, try not to play the games that you think sex might be. Yes. Enter, enter sex and your sexual career with very clear definitions of what is important to you. And Niall said that earlier of being like, set your boundaries and stick to them. And go in being like, I want STD checks. I want protection. And I want, I don't know, whatever else you want. And know that like those are the things you want. Don't go in being like, I want this kind of person or this kind of guy because I see it on TV. I want this kind of thing because of this kind of thing because I saw it on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I like don't do that. Do what you want, do what you think is going to feel well, and then tailor it. If you do it and you're like, oh, that was not for me. I do not like rough sex. I thought I might because I like watching it, but I do not enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Then great. Don't force yourself into thinking that's what it should be because you have taken outside influence. Yeah. Also, like you might just have fucked somebody who's bad at, you know, so if there's something you think you want and it turns you on and you tried it and it didn't work, depending on how that went, it could just be the person. Because, again, you're young. They're probably hopefully also young and inexperienced. Also, don't be mean. Don't be cruel. Be kind. And I think that should be established for everybody but like if for some reason somebody comes too early or doesn't have the biggest dick in the world or you feel insecure don't lash out because like you're coloring the rest of your sexual experiences for your life and also theirs so it's like don't let people be shitty to you and don't be shitty to other people and some other basic things uh now already said it first meeting should be somewhere in public uh don't be afraid to let people know what you're doing if you have a best Mm -hmm. friend or someone you're close with be like hey I'm going to meet this guy. Here's his profile. I'm, I met him on hum or Bumble or Hinge or wherever. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the bar we're going to. And I might bring him back to my place. Yeah. Great. And then maybe set in a check-in time if you want yeah. as well. And that way 
you can be like, oh, you know, I just have to let my, I just have to send a text or, you know, work is calling me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have a signal being like, everything's good. I'm good. Thank you for checking in. And you know what? I did see a thing also posted by a 19 year old female earlier where they honestly a very similar situation, but they were approached by a guy on Tinder who wanted to like pay for their bus from like a city outside of London into London and like put her up for the night. And it's like, try not to put yourself in situations where you're entirely in somebody else's like control. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If he's paid for the room, he's paid for your transport. It's like, you want to have your own way out of places. Don't go to the middle of nowhere. If they're the only person that can drive you back home. Someone once told me a story about how uh, the world was going to roll you. Uh, she had met someone, I think it was on a dating app and she took a, like a, like a 40 something dollar Uber to the suburbs and went up this like long, fancy driveway and knocked on the door. And this like couple, like older couple were like, hi. And she was like, um, I'm here for whoever. And they're like, yeah, they don't live here. And when she had texted him back, he sent a picture of someone reverse cowgirl riding his dick and he was like i found someone closer or like someone got here before you lol but then it ended up being she like reverse google image search it and it ended up being like a still from a porn like a porn video or something like from a website Hmm. and uh she was then just like stranded in the middle of like the suburbs and had to take another fucking 40 dollar uber home so, yes, be very yeah. careful about. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why? I'm like, would- hey, that's not a great situation, but it could have been worse. Like if you get somewhere and you feel stranded, it's like you don't want to have to make the choice between making big moves like bucking another train home or like having to buy another accommodation and sleeping with someone. You know what I mean? You don't want to have to weigh that. Yeah, exactly. So and be- if you do, don't fucking sleep with them. If someone's trying to coerce you or like trap you, fuck it. Your hundred dollar bus ride is gonna be shit but like you can make a hundred dollars back yeah i feel like we could probably go through (laughs) safety tips forever yeah forever yeah but i think that's a good starting off point uh keep your boundaries firm and true to what you want and your beliefs uh protection at all times is great stds checks fine you're good i believe in you yeah all right this is by Torre on my mind Found an expensive gift tucked away in my husband's car, and it's not for me. Yesterday, I, 35-year-old female, sent my husband, 38-year-old, 38-year-old male, to the grocery store to pick up bread real quick. He came home over two hours later. I asked him where he was, and he said he had to pick up some things for Christmas for his co-workers and others. Co-worker thing made sense, but the wording about others was so weird. I was like, what others? And he was like, oh, you know, you guys, the family. This, buy- this man never buys gifts, ever. I handle all the Christmas shopping for the whole family. I buy and wrap my own present every year. I suspend my disbelief and just say, okay. Whole thing seemed more and more like bullshit as I thought about it, though. And it occurred to me when he came into the house, he didn't bring anything with him, just the groceries. Whatever he bought must be in the car. So I found a chance to sneak out. There's nothing in it but a single bag. It's pretty well hidden behind a seat. It's Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses. I check our bank account. It's a $350 purchase. They are absolutely not for me. I don't wear sunglasses. I wear prescription glasses. I'm super blind. And it's never been convenient to get sunglasses too. Check the model online and I think they're men's. Can't think of a single person's life he'd buy something this extravagant for. I don't think it's for his boss or anything. He hates his boss and would have bitched about having to buy a gift for him. He would never wear something like that himself. What do I do? 
I could ask where the extra non-existent gifts for the family are when we unwrap presents tomorrow, but do I really want to start a fight on Christmas? Yikes. So the easy thing would be to... The Christmas aspect, I'm just going <laughs> to... Like, I don't I don't know what to do with that. Um, but the, the easy thing would be to be like, hey, I was looking over the credit card statement and I saw mm-hmm. that you bought a $350 pair of sunglasses? What's the... Uh, where are those? What do you do with those? Yeah. Because, like, at that point in time, like, wait, no, I didn't. Okay, do we have a fraudulent charge on our card? Should I call, you know, MasterCard or Visa? Should I call mm-hmm. them? And Because, like, like, what else are you going to say? You kind of have to own up to it and be like, oh, yeah, I bought them for whatever. And then if he says, oh, I never bought them, you could say, well, you know, I, I did find a pair of sunglasses in the car. And, like, at that point, you could be like, honestly... I saw the box. I didn't snoop and I decided to keep it to myself because I thought you were going to pop them out for Christmas and you didn't. I know the charges there. I know you had them. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, because I think there's a, a big difference between I thought my husband was cheating. So I went through his email or I went through his phone or I went through whatever, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. the car is a public space. It is your shared money, presumably. Mm-hmm. And it was an outward lie of of what was being done, or at least like being hidden for some reason. I think there's a big difference between like, Hey, I went through your phone. I found out that you've been texting someone and it's ambiguous as to like what the relationship is, but I'm going to freak out because I went through your shit. But I think it's completely fair to be like, Hey, you're spending money and you bought gifts and they're not here. Like, what, what is this? What's happening? Yeah, for sure. Like your team, your financials are both of your issues. And it's like, again, unless you hacked into an account, if it's your account too, right? So like you seeing a large purchase and being like, yo, what's up? Totally normal. So for sure. And also like if someone's lying to you and they're spending a shit ton of money, you can't be like, oh, don't want to start a fight on Christmas. And even if you do wait till the next day, but like, you're probably going to start a fight anyway. If this is all you can think about, you're not going to be pleasant. I'm sure all day. If you're like, well, he's cheating on me. And like, I get it. Especially if you have kids. Sure. Keep Christmas safe for the Mm -hmm. day. And maybe, you know, bring it up at night when you the kids are in bed or whatever and sort of like, because, yeah, no one, no parent wants to be like, hey, kids, remember last year where mommy and daddy yeah. had a huge fight and then got divorced? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's going to fuck your kids up a little bit, I'm sure. So, yeah, have the conversation again. Be be calm, be rational. Try to try to keep it like just the facts. Be like, I found the I found the bag. I saw the purchase. I would yeah. like to know what's going on, right? Because I think flipping out and being like, who is she yeah. is a recipe for nothing to get clear. It'll just be defensive. People are going to say mean things to one another. People are going to say things they're going to regret, and it's going to end terribly. It might still end terribly once you get the answer, but at least you aren't going to start at 100 because it's like a, you know an improv scene. The second you pull a gun out, mm. there's nowhere to like go from there. So I think the second you yell at someone and accuse them of cheating, there's really nowhere to go but up. Okay, now, is your husband Snape? Oh, it could be Snape. He could be Snaping. Are you going to get a Joni Mitchell CD on Christmas? Because if so, you've been love actually. It's true. Could be. Maybe Mm -hmm. he's trying to do all of them. Maybe, like, Christmas Day, he's going to show up with the fucking cards as well. And And also a bunch of terrorists and put you in the big tower. Well, I was I was doing Love Actually still, but <laughs> oh, I thought you meant all of the Snape movies. No, I met the fucking Rick from Walking Dead with his cards outside the house. Oh yeah, <laughs> but hey, maybe I want he's you just... to know I'm fucking my coworker. Yeah, maybe he's just just straight up gonna fucking Alan Rickman the hell out of this. Because what hey, if he's 
two Christmas movies back to back. Yeah. Mm. What if he's having like a midlife crisis and he thinks this is his time to get really cool shades? <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just like, I, like, is there a leather jacket? Did he put a down payment on a way too fast sports car or motorbike? Yes. It's the car you found it in a white Corvette. <laughs> yeah. That he just got. Or does he have a re- maybe it's just for his bro. Maybe he just loves his bro. There's just a really cool friend he has not let you meet because he's just so fucking cool. Mm, yeah. Like $350 sunglasses cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just like he's like, man, I look, I love you. I love you more than anything in my life, Fabian. But you know I can't introduce you to my wife or my kids. You will instantly replace me. You're too cool. You're just too cool, Fabian. Here are these sunglasses. This is the tax that I have to pay you to stay away from the people that I love in my life. And she never said they were good sunglasses. So maybe he's trying to uncool Kev. Like he got him shit sunglasses. Kev's too cool to not wear a gift from a friend. And once he wears it, it's like minus 10 to cool tea. I don't know, like, man. That's 350 bucks is... I mean, I guess, no, a lot of expensive high fashion shit is actually really fucking ugly. So yeah, arguably the more it. expensive, the more stupid it looks. Yeah, this is true. So, yeah, I mean, those are those are your two options. Just give your husband a real hard look. Is he growing his hair out? Get Dumbledore to talk to him. At the end of the episode, we like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and comb through the profile. See what works, what doesn't work. Find red flags and point them out for you to make you your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Uh, This is Camila, looking for someone to share book recommendations. Ways to my heart. Make me food. Buy me food. Be food. Firm believer in a Kaizen mentality. My family is a huge part of my life. Say a Kaizen mentality? Yeah, isn't that an anime thing? I don't believe. Well, Jujutsu Kaizen is, but I don't think a Kaizen mentality is. Oh, Kaizen mentality. You can always make or do things better, even if they seem to work well in a particular moment. Exactly like Jujitsu. Yeah, true. I like giving book recs. I like cooking. And under the right circumstances, I could, in fact, be food. I'll give it like an eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has no name, but they it's a hinge prompt. You should not go out with me if... You are not an easygoing, photogenic, hot lady, laughing, crying emoji, wink emoji. I like that he doesn't say, he doesn't say attractive. He just says photogenic, right? He says easygoing, photogenic, and hot. Oh, never mind. So like you can't be hot and chill, but not photo well. Yeah. You can't be chill and photo well, but not hot. It's like that little Venn diagram. Exactly. He wants that bullseye in the middle. Gotta have that middle. Um, This is bad. This is bad. This is not mm-hmm. good. I think, you know, I, I think we all want to find someone we find attractive. It, it, that's the thing that weirds me out is when people are like looking for a sexy guy. <laughs> no like, shit. Like, like, yeah, of course you are. We all are. Yeah. So yeah, it's I like being know. the whole looking for someone on us. It's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think yes. not a whole lot of people on this app looking for just pathological liars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give this a. I'm going to give it a two because it's it's not great. Like it's, you know, it's maybe maybe with the emojis they're they're joking, right? Maybe they're like, ah, they know they're poking fun. at, But now it's shit, too. This is Beatriz looking to find people with similar interests and see where it goes. I like to have an active life filled with diverse activities, which include but not limited to traveling, hiking, concerts, art shows, film festivals, wine and beer, food tastings and a lot more. Always open to try new things. Mm hmm. 
they're all very generic, but I'll give it a seven. This is my thing. If you're going to do a list like this, I want specifics. Yeah, right? Being like, I want to travel and go to festivals and eat and drink. It's like, yeah, again, isn't that all of us? <laughs> Honestly, the only one I wouldn't really change is the wine and beer and food tastings. I think like that's cool. Mm-hmm. But sure. If you want to be like, I want to like hiking, sure. But like, say, be like, you know, I want to hike the Niagara Escarpment. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Concerts. List a couple of your bands. Be like, I yes. want to go, you know, Band of Horses concert. Cool. Great. You know, like, yeah. give me give me a moment of like a little personality. bit of personality. Because like, yeah, who doesn't want to go to a concert? Who doesn't want to travel? Who doesn't want to go eat and drink? Sure. Yeah. All those things are, are are whatever, but like, you know, find a moment to be specific. If we can 100%. teach you anything, sneak specificity in there. So if you have a list like this, be like, I really want to travel Europe. I want to do Southeast Asia. Great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that doesn't mean that like our first date, we're getting a fucking plane ticket and going to Southeast Asia or, you know, going to see Ed Sheeran in mm-hmm. concert. But at least I get a, a, a taste of what you're actually into. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like if you just say travel. And the rest are specific. That's fine. You know what I mean? But if none of them are specific, it's just like, okay, cool. Thank you for the color beige. Yeah. I think there's like a big difference between if someone's just like, I want to go to all inclusives. I want to spend my time in Mexico. It's like, yeah, that's not the travel I want to do. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. But if you're like, hey, I want to backpack through Eastern Europe. Hey, great. That is more interesting to me than wanting to go to Aruba every couple of months. If you really like a specific genre of music or like, you know, it, it, it's cool. A lot of it, like the film festival, the art shows, it's like, do you really like them? Yeah. Like, are you going to horror so. film festivals? Yeah. Like, right. It's like, I feel like if you actually are into them, you would be specific. You're giving us bones and we want meat. Yes. Thank you. Ooh, I like that. And they're bleached bones because they're boring. It's a two. Uh, this is blank. Whoa, that's a two. No, I was thinking the other one. Uh, it's a, I already said seven, didn't I? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm, I'm I giving it a seven. six. I'm, you know, like I think it's it's kind of like right down the middle, but on the positive side. Yeah, you're you're writer. Maybe I'll take two from my seven and give it a five. I don't know, man. I had like a stroke there. Uh, this is blank. I look nice courtside. Five three, but my attitude six ten. Look at me. Look at you. And if it doesn't make sense, keep swiping. Stink, stink. Now, does it say stink, stink? It does say stink, stink. What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? What does that is, mean? Is I that mean, like her her cool like catchphrase? Is this just a is bunch like, of skunks in a trench coat? I don't know. It's like, what does stink, stink mean? Slang. Great. To be thoroughly bad or abhorrent. Okay. Okay. I mean, like, I don't like the energy of being like, are you hot enough to be with me? Like, that's... Yeah. Look at me, look at you. It's like, okay, are you that basic? I like, it's not wrong. Like, I think that is something we should objectively do. Nah, but it is, though. It kind of reinforces the whole, like, you know, oh, they're out of my league thing. For sure. Especially because, like, all they're basing this on is a fucking picture on a fucking dating app. I think it's it's wrong to say out loud. (laughs) Does that make sense? No, I think it's wrong in general. Like, obviously, we all do it to a degree, right? Yeah, but I'm also a firm believer in shooting your shot. Exactly. And also, it's just like, if you think all you have to offer is a picture on a dating app, then like you probably fucking suck. Because it's not like, oh, talk to me, get to know me, and then see if we, you know, fit together. It's look at this one curated fucking picture I put up. Look at you and, you know, fuck off. Yeah. Also, like 5'3", but my attitude 6'10". It's like, I don't know, man. 
I've seen a lot of people who are really tall on TV and they seem quite calm and quiet and like almost nervous. I think you get too tall to be confident, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a diminishing return. I think 6'10", I think you enter into like lanky territory. Oh, for right? sure. You're like a spider that's losing half its legs. When you're, um, I think that's when you get into like insecure territory being like, I'm so tall. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like die young? You're that tall territory. Either <laughs> way, know. it's it, it does. I am mostly joking about this. Shout out to all my big tall people out there. I don't mean it, but it is, again, kind of harmful because it feels like she's super obsessed with height yeah. and she wants you to take you to a basketball game. It's all shit. I'm sorry. The only redeeming quality is that she's an entrepreneur she's trying to get stink stink going and i don't even love that so it's a two yeah i'm I'm actually gonna give this a one i think okay you know what i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a stink stink i'm gonna give it a stink stink Uh, is that our new rating system (laughs) there's smells good stink and stink stink yeah um this is christy tv producer insatiably curious prone to be silly from time to time i love red licorice and dogs don't judge me but i like hot dogs at midnight p.s i once broke both my legs at the same time (laughs) hot dogs at midnight one great band name two it's charming i love it and also i'm down give me that shitty food uh i need to know how you broke your legs that's a perfect hook good job yeah like the red licorice it's a nice little piece of whatever i i like it this is what i feel like it's like you could have said candy i like candy exactly and i'd be like okay cool yeah if you said candy and dogs who yeah who doesn't but you said red licorice and dogs and that mm-hmm. immediately has more personality. Yeah. And like Nell said, the I once broke my legs. I bet she gets the first question everyone asks is probably like, how'd you break your legs? That's what I'd yeah. ask. And I'll bet that story is very indicative of her personality. One way or another, right? And you get the soft flex of being like, I'm a TV producer. There's a lot uh, of cool shit happening here. And I'm in killing it. It's like a nine. Nine yeah. flash ten. And again, that's it. Like, it doesn't have to be hard doesn't have to be hard i will say also me and dame were out in the wild last week and we redid someone's profile and by the time they got home that night they were already being messaged by attractive men who play rugby so there you go you're welcome i did find them on tinder a couple days ago the attractive rugby player no (laughs) that's gonna do it for this week friends thank you very much for joining us if you enjoyed this episode or if you've joined past episodes or if you're looking forward to the next episode we have a patreon and you could show your support and your uh, excitement for the show by joining it. Uh, we have a couple different tiers. The middle tier gets you a bonus episode every month called Pillow Talk, where we get a little loosey, we get a little goosey. And you can get onto that by heading on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the Patreon link or patreon.com slash fbuddies. And... To everybody who's on there, thank you very much. To anyone considering joining, there's a whole bunch of episodes we've done. So it'll be like Christmas Day, but we will have gotten you the Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses. Because we would never do that to you. We would never snape you. Despite the fact that we uh, release a new episode every month, uh, all those episodes, once you become a member at the, the correct tier, you get access to all of the past ones as well. 100%. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. And again... We got a we got a show this Thursday, and we would love to have you there. If you can't make it, we got another one next month, and we would love to have you there. If you can't make that, tell friends to go. And if they can't come, then they're not your friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, March 16th. That's a Thursday at 7.30 at Free. Uh, the Black Sheep Cocktail Bar in Liberty Village, Toronto. And as Nell just said, it is free. 
All right. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I believe this is from Reddit, but it has been deleted. But someone took a screenshot. I'm honestly giving up on dating apps. I thought I had it planned out, but it turned out to be futile. I haven't been hit on on dating apps for the past four years. Never had sex at university because a lot of females couldn't understand me and preferred the more woke and physically attractive guys who are like six foot because they have the upper hand in the dating market. So today I devised a master plan, set my pictures as a chad and walked away for 24 hours before doing any swipes. Changed all my pictures to myself, including changing the bio because a smart female catch on too quickly. I did that with Tinder and Bumble, matched with well over 200 females, and guess what? No one wants to talk to me. These women that swiped right at me had the most perfect body for lovemaking. They're now going to waste their birth years with Chad, while a nice and stable guy like me has cry again. Has cry again. A nice and stable guy like me, he has cry again. Well, I'm assuming they're talking in like the meme formats. Like, I think cry again is like one of those pictures. Oh, really? So I think he's like, yeah, I think he's literally talking in meme file names he also just keeps saying females and like we've already surprised you're having a bad time out there dude also like who would have thought that lying to a bunch of people and then changing it back like would maybe not get you responses who knew yeah imagine that imagine being at a speed dating thing and then like sitting down and halfway through the date you tear off your like scooby-doo styles like Mm -hmm. mask and be like it was me all along you dumb female (laughs) nothing i said was real this whole time wait why where's she going what an idiot she's wasting her love making years no one understands me uh oh you like woke and attractive men i love the idea of him being like no one understood me in college yeah, dude, probably because you're pretending to be a handsome man with some sort of like, you know, weird jaw prosthetic on to make it look like you had a jawline. I also just love that, like, oh, these the guys who are more woke than me. It's like, so you mean like people who are, you know, empathetic and maybe give a shit about people? Because like, don't, and don't call women females? Yeah, and maybe, you know, care about LGBTQ rights and shit and are nice people. Like, I don't know, like, unless. How is woke a bad thing? Hey, if you've turned on the news, you know it's the worst thing. I hear it's bringing America to its knees. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Woke Spain. And we have been your Woke Buddies. 